Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have episode nine of my series, Bioweapon Blues, Assessing the Death and Disability from the Toxic Jab. And there's a lot of news that's happened since the last time I went live on this subject. It's been eight days. I actually have the 10th part already kind of lined up. Um, These are available on Rockfin, all live, so you can see that. I'm not trying to leave them off YouTube. I'm, I'm moving off of YouTube. So you'll be able to see everything on Rockfin. And you can hear the audio on William Ramsey Investigates on Spotify, iTunes, anything else you like. Um, but uh, so much news. They're going after the children. So these are all now kind of, can, you can call them child killers if this, uh, this new shot mandate comes down through certain states. Some states have already come out and said um, no shots for the kids, which is good. And there's been new information that's come out a new Stanford study that said the COVID virus was actually less dangerous than they even thought. And that the likelihood of death in people between one and 19 years old was three in 1 million. And that's not even qualifying what those three would have preexisting conditions, comorbidities, et cetera. So this is a good Stanford study by an epidemiologist called, Ioannidis, it's a, it's a Greek last name, but uh, I think I'll go through with it here or either I'll go part through part of it here and also, if not here, it will be on Bioweapon Blues 10. So the deaths are still happening. Censorship is still happening. Your government is still pushing these, even though in a 60 Minutes interview, Biden said that the um, pandemic was over and now it's back on. So they're going to just, they're going to just go for broke on these shots until as many people die as possible as they can kill as possible, in my opinion. Um, so let me, I'm going to play some movies or some, some clips. I tried to get the, these clips in much better shape. So uh, last time I didn't have the audio done very well. Uh, I'm going to check to make okay. sure um, well, this is the, folks can hear me. This is the vote that happened. I think it was on the 19th. There were two back-to-back votes from the CDC to mandate that this death shot gets uh, put into the child vaccine schedule. So once this kind of got okayed, people just went apoplectic on the alternate media, kind of knew what was going on. So uh, this is a video of that. I'm going to actually move to Miss McNally. McNally, no conflict. Yes. Thank you. Dr. Bell? Bell, no conflict. Yes. Thank you. Dr. Lair? Lair, no conflicts. Yes. Thank you. Miss Bata? Bata, no conflicts. Yes. Thank you. Dr. Brooks? Oliver Brooks, no conflicts. Yes. Dr. Daly? Matt Daly, no conflicts, yes. Dr. Sanchez? Sanchez, no conflict, yes. Dr. Shaw? Shaw, no conflicts, yes. Dr. Long? Sarah Long, no conflict, yes. Dr. Cotton? Cotton, no conflicts, yes. Dr. Sineas? Sineas, no conflicts, yes. Dr. Paling? Hailing, no conflicts, yes. And Lee, no conflicts, yes. 
Um, we, this vote now uh, passes uh, with 15 yeses. Go ahead and zero noes. Uh, yes, um, the vote passed 15 zeros or 15, 15 for no against. So that is the 15 to zero vote that happened on the 19th to add to vote to get ready to vote to add the COVID death shot to the child vaccine schedule. So a very dangerous, very scary situation. Very diverse vote, by the way. Interesting. So in summary, COVID-19 vaccination is the single best way to protect people from serious COVID-19 illness. COVID-19 vaccines continue to be effective in reducing the risk of severe disease, hospitalization, and death, including against the currently circulating Omicron variants. However, we know that many children haven't yet initiated a COVID-19 vaccine primary series. So we have continued work to do so all eligible children are able to get vaccinated. Then we know that the benefits of COVID-19 vaccination outweigh the known and potential risks, including the very small risk of myocarditis or pericarditis. Uh, the small chance is a lie. It's contradicted by recent studies that indicate that your chance of myocarditis, at least in young men, is 2.5%. Next slide. So overall, over 30 million children and adolescents have received at least one COVID-19 vaccine dose. And while that's great progress, there is still much work to do to increase coverage among children. As we'll be discussing today and tomorrow, incorporation of the COVID-19 vaccines in the immunization schedule in the Vaccines for Children, or VFC program, is an important step towards inclusion of COVID-19 vaccines in a routine vaccination program. We'll hear more about the VFC vote next, but I wanna highlight that the details of the implementation for the COVID-19 vaccine VFC program will require ongoing work, but the ACIP vote allows the progress to begin. So it's not the finish line, it's the start line. And then we'll hear more from Dr. Santoli about VFC next, but I just wanna highlight that the point of the VFC vote is to allow for un or underinsured children to have access to COVID-19 vaccines at a time in the future for when the vaccine transitions to a commercial market. We know that both now and in the future, equitable access to COVID-19 vaccines for all ages and populations remains critically important. Again, this includes now while the vaccines are being supplied by the federal government and in the future when we one day move to a commercial program. This is Governor DeSantis of Florida stating emphatically that this additional COVID vaccine will not be added to any children's vaccine schedule in Florida. There's been a lot of questions uh, to our office about uh, the CDC protect, uh, potentially adding COVID vaccine to the childhood immunization schedule. And I know a lot of parents are concerned about that because if that's on the immunization schedule, the fear is that schools could potentially mandate your child to get a COVID shot, even if that's not something that you want to do. So I just want to let everyone be clear, you know, as long as I'm around and as long as I'm kicking and screaming, uh, there will be no COVID shot mandates for your kid. The following is singer Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers discussing an encounter he had with a woman who died suddenly. He's discussing this with Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan podcast. Months ago, we were playing at the MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. These two painter sisters from Texas, raised in Manhattan, brought their friend to the show, 
We're like, great, come and we'll hook you up with tickets and passes. Come say hello, beautiful people. And the girl they brought was radiant in every aspect of the word. Physically, beautiful, energy, kindness, just light. And all of my friends are like, who's that girl? That girl's amazing. Just a, a friend of our painter friends. And a week went by and I opened the paper and I saw this girl had died unexpectedly with actor, model, artist. Wow. And she woke up and died. And they're not sure why, maybe sepsis, <clears throat> who knows? Young people are dying these days. <clears throat> and I thought to myself, I woke up today and I complained about how long my room service took, how muggy it was outside and the traffic. And, and I decided this, this girl was just a giver of a human being and she got plucked. I have not made that. The following is a very clear and concise statement on what COVID-19 or the shot uh, does to your cardiovascular system. Did you know that COVID-19 destroys the lining of your blood vessels? And your blood vessels don't have nerves, so you actually feel okay while this is happening. The first thing to go are your smallest blood vessels, your microvessels. When the endothelial layer gets damaged, it can disappear, leak, or get clogged. And this won't show up on an x-ray or CRP test. These microvessels are where all the exchanges that keep you alive take place. It's where oxygen gets from your lungs to your blood, nutrients get from your intestines to your blood, and where bad stuff is filtered out. When these microvessels get messed up by a COVID infection, your skin starves, your kidneys get polluted and your brain dies a little. But what you'll notice is that your heart beats too hard now. You feel things you never used to. Your eyes might go bad. If the capillaries die in your inner ear, you might not hear as well anymore. Or you might hear ringing in your ears. But your labs will look completely normal. People will say this is long COVID, but it's just COVID. This is what it is. In the following clip, you can hear Dr. Anthony Fauci blatantly lie about his involvement in all the lockdowns. Dr. Fauci is now spinning the narrative saying he never called for shutdowns. He is leaving the NIH. Let's check him on the record. He did recommend shutdowns. Watch this. Was it a mistake in so many states and so many localities uh, to see schools closed as long as they were? I had nothing yeah. to do. I mean, you're, I mean you're, you're, let's get down to the facts. I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. And the only way to do that is by draconian means of essentially shutting down a country. We know that we can do that if we shut down. Well, if I knew at the time that shutting down would have such a dramatic effect on controlling the spread, obviously we would have shut down earlier. Not only did he say shut down, he said he would have shut down earlier. Those are the facts, Dr. Fauci. Your reaction? Yes, earlier and harder. That's the Dr. Fauci playbook. I hope Americans recognize that the individual that led the response that President Biden and all these other people were saying they trust is now he's clearly lying. And he is the energy behind the shutdowns. And he has the audacity to go on TV and tell people that he didn't have anything to do with it. That's the individual. And how can you trust someone like that? According to Nuremberg and U.S. law, you cannot mandate an experimental product. You cannot force someone to be a guinea pig in an experiment. If you give them an experimental product, it's an experiment. Whether you want to call it that or not, it is legally. This is a crime. This is sneaky. They knew they were going to get into trouble. Somebody must have leaked the fact that that was what was going to happen at this meeting because it wasn't clear from the agenda. And 
but it's not going to happen until next year. So this is not going into effect until 2023. People have lots of time to fight it. You can fight it at the level of your attorneys general. They can stop this from, from being mandated in their state. Governors can stop it. Legislatures can stop it. And people can say no. So parents need to work on getting their vaccine exemptions in place if they're able to. What has happened is the CDC is now not only making war on parents, but on children. They want to inject them with a product they know is both dangerous and useless. And no. So I don't know if they've taken what everybody else has taken. I think that they're playing with the lots. I actually think that they're deliberately tampering with the, the different batches that go out. I think they know what's going on. Actually, I think it exposes the entire vaccine schedules and mandates. I think that you're looking at a massive crime that's being exposed now, but that they've been doing it in the past as well. So the insiders, look at all the people, look at all the rich people, like uh, look at all the politicians. Isn't one of them has, I mean, statistically, you'd think a couple of them would drop. They haven't died. Why? There's a lot of questions. Why haven't these people, why have they made it? And why did, uh, you know, some of these poor people, I mean, I've heard rumors that like Tennessee and Kentucky were targeted. I think that somebody said that on the Stu Peters show. Kicker is right here on the policy where Facebook says it would remove any content that, quote, claims the COVID-19 vaccine changes people's DNA. Doctor, Here's the thing. When you people have to understand what's really going on, it's not enough that you think that maybe I'm gonna have to bow to authority. It's important to understand, to see the whole picture. It's important to understand what you mentioned a while ago, that this is about life and death. It's about population reduction. This is no mistake. They're not being acting negligently. They're acting on purpose. Let us take yeah. a brief look, just so that people understand what I'm talking about. There is another slide about the new world order. It's both in English and in German. And it spells out exactly where we are and where we're headed right now. See this at the bottom, you have the English translation. At the uh, bottom, you have the German translation. It's the New World Order Agenda, the analysis. The first step is destabilization. We've been through that. That's restricting economic freedom, increasing the volume of money, Produce conflict, promote fear, over-regulating of current legal system. That's exactly what we're seeing. Second step is deconstruction. That's where we are right now. Inflation, lower purchasing power, bankruptcies, restriction of economic freedom, suspension of current arrangement systems. And the third step is reconstruction, setting up a new financial system. Then they will pop up and play the savior. Those who are trying to kill us will all of a sudden pop up and play the savior, assume the role as a savior in times of need. Universal ba basic income is what they're gonna offer us. Centralization through supranational structures. And the final step is the end result, control over all resources, transfer of personal responsibility and global laws. This is not a conspiracy theory. You can read it. In the Great Reset, yeah. this is not, not a conspiracy, conspiracy theory. theory. But if but people do not understand this, they will not make the right choices. But very well spoken, Golan. You put videos. I mean, there's so much going on. It's really incredible. It's just, it's just been a disaster. This is a catastrophe. It's a really good. I, I don't know who made this meme, but it's really good.
It's uh, you got the gun and the shot. I love you. I'm going to give you some shots. Um, so, so I've talked about in the past how they've over-ordered these doses, doses and the same thing happened in Switzerland too. So it's happening in the world. Nobody wants to take these kill shots. <clears throat> uh, this is Michael wrote on, uh, wrote on Twitter. One of my coworkers just mentioned how she was having memory problems. She's had COVID twice and has not heard of brain, brain fog being associated with it. More messaging failures from the CDC. Another one of them was talking about how he's forgetting to do things. COVID with hospitalization, his wife wound up with five clots in her lungs and needed surgery, 50 years old. And then there's just like tons of information on social media about this long COVID, what they're calling long COVID, which, you know, could be vaccine injury that they're misnaming intentionally. You just can't trust anything they say. So uh, I don't know what these people's status is or, you know, what, what their thing is, but there's a lot of people just complaining about not being in great shape. This is one not recovered. I spent 22 hours a day in bed and suffer from PEM, extreme fatigue. Constant muscle pain in my leg, sore throat, and a feeling of being poisoned, cognitive problems, headaches, etc. She's 27. Safety reporting of COVID-19 vaccine-induced myocarditis, just seeing the tip of the iceberg. 2021, this is a recent article. It's just basically saying that not everything's being reported. <clears throat> and there's a real picture here. It just shows, like, the small amount of vaccines causing it, and then this huge iceberg underneath the water, which is... 2022 report, I think, out of Thailand that showed like massive amounts of myocarditis per million. So 23,000 cases of myocarditis per million is incredible. And the estimate of the Mansanguan study is confirmed anywhere close to 25,000 per million. That means a million young Americans could have sustained heart damage from the COVID-19 vaccination, and some of them will be at risk for cardiac, cardiac arrest and future heart failure. So do the math. I mean, that's what they're saying. These are these are statistical numbers that be that are extrapolated. That's just for the heart damage. I'm not talking about this eight sigma cancers that's happening right now. Eight standard deviations of cancer incidence that's that's being reported outside of the neurological problems and all that. So you've got a million young Americans that possibly have heart damage. There was another study that's horrifying, which showed that everybody who took the shot had heart damage of one degree or another, which is really terrible. This is uh, Steve writes, uh, my daughter died. System does not work. We have a problem with the medical establishment. How, how it's 27 you died from ME has to be answered, says Sarah, whose daughter may have died of ME-CFS. I think it's uh, some neurological condition. This is Cheryl Atkinson. Projections in U.S. for uptake of new COVID-19 booster off by more than 90%. That is less than 5% of the 240 million people who qualify and are only around the seven doses that are available. This is all of them voting 15, all these monsters. This is Steve Kirsch talking about the vote. CDC outside committee unanimously votes to add the COVID MNRA shots to the VFC program. That's the uh, vaccines for children program. Vote was 15 0. It's an EUA, emergency youth authorization vaccine that is not commercially available. They voted to add it to the vaccines for children schedule. This is not the childhood vaccine schedule. That may happen tomorrow. So it happened the next day, the 20th. 
This is Jordan. This guy's doing good work on Substack and Twitter. He's saying this, the shot is long expired. It was first designed in January 2020 for the Wuhan strain. It's beyond useless. There are no demonstrated benefits, especially to kids, to taking a long, taking a shot for a long, long expired strain. But in order to add a shot to childhood schedule, it needs to be FDA approved from what I understand. The rat shots are only under EA, EUA authority. So the CDC advisory panel may recommend the expired shots to execute this legal loophole. Again, this serves only to benefit Big Pharma and its partners in the revolving door system. The whole point of this fiasco is to trigger legal protection for Pfizer and Moderna, though through adding their shots to a child schedule. They've decided your kids are a sacrifice worth making. Yeah, V, I think that they're putting some other stuff. They're putting um, graphene. Was it graphene oxide and a lot of other stuff? They've been caught putting in other. So a lot of things are being poisoned. Uh, it's really, really sick. And these are some of the public comments that were are that you can see. It's very hard to see. I was mentioning that when I was talking to myself earlier. But um, these are some of the statements that were made to the CDC before they decided to go the child killer route and approve this toxic death jab that's unnecessary, which you'll see here in other studies. So. They've just been lying about everything. It's just the biggest monsters. Oh, my God. Like, I, they should be arrested. Like, there's enough evidence to arrest these people for negligent homicide, I think. Like, I'm, I'm just the evidence that I'm looking at. I'm not even a member of, like, you know, the prosecutor or the attorney general or anything like that. It's off the charts. This is just a couple quotes. Quote, I'm writing to implore you not to make the COVID vaccines a mandatory vaccine for children. Children are not at risk from COVID and the vaccines do not prevent anyone from being contagious and giving COVID to someone else. The vaccines are still experimental and there have been children who have been injured or have died after receiving the mRNA vaccine. Thank you, Lisa, RNC, MSN, unquote. Quote, I'm appalled by the CDC and the FDA push to force MNRI vaccinations on our entire population, especially children in low-risk groups. I oppose any attempts to coerce or mandate COVID-19 vaccinations until the vaccines are proven safe and effective as other vaccines have been, and the manufacturers are accountable for the safety of their products. Our governments, state and federal, are not protecting the citizens against the COVID, but perpetuating a false narrative to protect previous bad decisions and corporate profits this is very concerning to me as a citizen of this great nation, unquote, Barry. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff. Quote, I am Dr. Sheila Fury. Fury. I've been practicing medicine for over 25 years. I'm seeing COVID vaccine injured patients every day in my practice. New onset hypertension, stroke, neurologic injury, autoimmune disease, miscarriage, dysfunctional uterine bleeding and cancer. I've never seen this rate of disease. The patients were all medically stable prior to their COVID shots. After their shots, all of them became ill from COVID and required treatment. Many continue to suffer from fatigue, weakness, and brain fog. One patient's cancer is aggressive and not responding to chemotherapy as anticipated. They are 40 years old. Please stop the COVID shots and do not expose our children to to these genetic experiments. The lipid nanoparticle does not stay in the arm. Children and young people are dying at alarming rates. These are primary, primarily cardiac injuries, but over 1,200 serious injuries as seen on bears. COVID is a treatable illness, and we must stop sacrificing our children and young people to this deadly injection. Well written. So that's just some. There were like 30,000, and it showed up real fast. Like they tried to keep this from the public, the CDC did, um, and 
there probably would have been more comments if the system was easy, but it wasn't. And this is a uh, screenshot of the system they used. And what they did to kind of curtail people from reading it is not actually have it on its face. You had to click through each comment. So you couldn't see the comments all in one piece and scroll down. You had to click, read, come back, click, or read. Intentional. Robert F. Kennedy explained CDC's ACIP 15 to 0 vote to add the COVID failed ineffective or harmful MNRA vaccines to the child immunization schedule as a liability shield. So that was really kind of their intent. But they're going to kill the kids. That Who cares about the liability shield? They're going to kill children. This is Michael P. Singer. COVID vaccines added to child immunization schedule in ghastly move by CDC. And it is interesting. He mentions that it's happening in left-wing school districts. I wonder why that is. Like the, the more right seems to be more against this, but New York and uh, California seem to be right on board. This is a very important study. This is mentioned by Steve Kirch, and I was talking about it uh, recently. And it's the Ionidas study from Stanford. Uh, it's uh, peer-reviewed, and it is... Um, it is really important because he says like it's like a like three in one million deaths and there's all kinds of comorbidities with those. It says if your kid gets COVID, the risk is three in one million that your child will die from COVID. And that is likely an overestimate because today nearly all treatment protocols are suppressed worldwide. So if you have the early treatment, why is that and it is wrong? Tell me why, Mike. Please. I'd love to hear it. Like a Stanford professor. This is a peer-reviewed paper. Age-stratified infection fatality of COVID-19 is the non-elderly informed from pre-vaccination national seroprevalence studies. I guess it hasn't been peer-reviewed. My apologies. This is Ionidas. You can see a whole documentary about him. Out to Sea is the film. And this is a guy who you know, says, F long COVID. Still can't believe a few years ago I was able to sort through thousands of lines of code with ease. I now struggle to compare the information associated with two Amazon products I have open in tabs next to each other. My brain has aged at least 30 years thanks to long COVID. Alba writes, my mind craved it, thrived on it, loved it, was built for it. How can methodical logic be magical? That's what it was for me. I've mostly blocked this out. That's as much as I've allowed myself to go into in, in 2.5 years. It's too much. I know how you feel, my friend. So these guys have become some kind of brain injury. Long COVID impact on the brain lost 32 points on the Mensa IQ challenge. Do I have to spell out what that means to communication, productivity, creativity, economies? And this is Mastriano, October 19th. I think he's running, is he running for governor? I think he's running for governor of Pennsylvania. Kind of pretty much went right after it. Said, what's the rush? Tell CDC the COVID-19 vaccine doesn't belong on childhood immunization schedule. This is a seven-year-old boy who died. Christy writes, this seven-year-old boy has a name. He has a family. He has friends. He isn't the only one. He isn't a number. He had hopes and dreams. He was vibrant at the age when personalities start developing. In the course of the last two years, I think my heart broke the worst today. And he, this poor child, died. Went into shock, had a cardiac arrest. He was not able to be resuscitated and died in the emergency department. 
this is a guy who got sick. I mean, some of these, maybe these long COVID things could have been prevented by early treatment. I don't know. But he was doing triathletes, and now he's, like, selling off his triathlon bikes and stuff. Crying, finally sold my triathlon bike, needed the money, and I haven't been able to ride for years now. Long COVID cuts you. It's a 17-year-old girl, collapses and died unexpectedly. Ethical Skeptic is doing really good work on Twitter. I would check it out. Our weekly update on those who claim the name of science but don't really know what they're doing. Um, he's saying COVID solution mortality overtakes COVID mortality on August 19th, 2023. Well done, folks. Well done. The demons stand in awe of your handiwork. And this is Ethical Skeptic talking about the six, nine sigma rise. So I was wrong. I just said eight sigma. Cancer is at a nine sigma rise. The numbers are more than clear on this. Cancer is a hard ship to turn, slow to move one sigma. This is a hard rudder turn for cancer, which means something is right ahead. And the CDC has panicked over it enough to risk fraud to cover it up. So they're covering it up. And this is Paul Alexander again, who I mentioned, along with Kirsch and all these other guys. Ethical skeptic is out of the gate with first and breaking for home with this one. CDD, CDC is now unilaterally shifting cancer UCOD deaths to COVID UCOD deaths. So they're, they're fudging the numbers at the CDC. That's what he said. The corruption is so sick. It's so evil. It's just uncomprehended. These people are, they are devils. They're monsters. Snakes. Absolutely. The worst of the worst. How can you escape damnation? Makes me think of that biblical quote. How can you escape damnation? Hell is empty. All the devils are here. Absolute monsters. Monsters. This is a good meme. Identify as naturally immune. My pronouns are they lied. Yeah, they did. They lied about everything. I actually saw a clip today on uh, Ben Shapiro. Actually kind of had a kind of Mia Coppola and said, I part, I, uh, I apologize for promoting the vaccine, which I took twice. They lied about everything. He's, he finally got got word. He figured it out. This is another one, Paul Alexander. We've been lied to every single aspect of SARS, COVID-2, COVID-19. Evidence now that U.S. Department of Defense issued contract for COVID-19 research to a company in Ukraine three months before COVID-19 known to, known to exist. So Ukraine connection. This is Michael Yeadon. Another guy says the authorities have lied to us about everything, including the emergence of a new virus. So the EU is also approved of jabbing babies. What are the EU thinking? This is from October 19th. European Union approves COVID jabs for babies amid growing fears of winter wave. So they're giving a not safe and not effective stuff to, uh, to these people. Jeffrey says, those devils have no worry about being sued or prosecuted because all the victims will be dead or broke, severely disabled or unable to afford to fight back. <clears throat> it's this society. There's going to be massive societal societal problems. I mean, massive. The whole society is going to change. Zero trust. Zero trust in politicians. Thanks, V. Thanks for showing up. Yeah, I mean, we don't even know. We can't get proper information from our own government we pay taxes to. Imagine that. They're not protecting you. They're actually 
Yeah, I saw the Boston University created an COVID strain, 80%. I actually took that as a threat. Like, instead of telling, like, they told you, hey, we've got a strain here. We released the last one. This one will really kill you. I, I took that in a different way. A lot of people um, did. So this is another guy. This is a person who got sick um, and has been sick. A lot of these people are in between life and death. They're not living a normal life, but they're not dead. They just can't do stuff. But this is a theory quote. One theory of mine about the truth about the MNRA vaccines by Pfizer and Moderna are that they both may be form of gene discrimination, eugenics against certain people with certain genes. Dr. McCullough states, SCN5A gene mutation predisposes a person to myocarditis and sudden death. This is another injury. This is kind of making, this is an interesting article because it kind of made a regular magazine online. The doctors told her the COVID-19 vaccine would be the best option for her, but it turned out to be the worst decision she could have ever made for herself. She's invalidated. She's a beautiful woman now. She's uh has long COVID. Juliana's second dose of Pfizer caused her to be paralyzed. Juliana felt like an empty shell. This is kind of like what these people who have been researching on long COVID feel like. Like they've been hollowed out from the inside. Like she's a mess. It's terrible. They put an eight-year-old in a psych ward because they thought she was making this up. So all these people who are sick, this kind of chronic inflammatory demyelinating polyradioculoneuropathy it's kind of neurological damage from the shot. Like people think they're lying. They're not. So they, this is kind of like this, whatever happened with the COVID shot makes people who have this kind of low energy, whatever they call it, you know, uh, some of these other diseases, it makes sense. They actually are diseased. They might've gotten disease from the flu shot from taking, I mean, don't take a flu shot for, uh, I don't like to give advice, but, these vaccines are poison, baby. There's other ways to get around a lot of these viruses and things like that. that you don't kill yourself. <sighs> CDC scared has removed the page for more info on the ACIP vote on the agile child back schedule. So they actually removed it. So the CDC is a monstrosity, a freak show that shouldn't exist. And then here's the link to it. Um, this is Steve Kirsch again. This is Malatra. Renowned cardiologist Asim Malotra has said that the risk from the mRNA vaccines is so high that until proven otherwise, it's likely they played a significant role in all unexplained heart attacks since 2021. So this is the vaccine shedding. So if somebody takes a vaccine, they actually can shed their genes onto other people. Sunil Dan, MD, I have a very strong hunch that because of the appalling, overbearing, and heavy-handed behavior of public health authorities, a ton of people who never even questioned vaccines of all types before 2020 and simply rolled up their sleeves when told to are now questioning them in mass. Great job, public health agencies, in destroying trust among the general public and for large numbers of you being extreme authoritarian thinking a-holes for 2.5 years. Yeah, monsters. Monsters, man. These are monsters. What they did is just a crime against humanity. It's off the charts. These are the most evil people who ever lived since the Nazis. They can they can credit themselves. Fauci, Walensky, um, just monsters, absolutely. Gates, all of them. 
Remnan writes, our neurosurgeons have confirmed that we are seeing a rise in brain cancer across all age groups. Yeah, you will. If you have a nine sigma veer from standard cancer rates, most strikingly in young adults, several staff physicians included, they have no idea why. I can tell you. Then he responds, a lot of the comments believe it is one causative agents. I think many factors contribute. Well, I can tell you it's one causative agent. The Nazis weren't this evil. I don't know. The Nazis killed women and children, and the Holocaust was a hellscape, and they tried to annihilate the entire Russian country. And um, yeah, Jeffrey, I have heard the evidence from India that action it caused. I've heard that there the the there's HIV inserts in COVID, but I, I don't think it's as lethal as they said it was. I mean, according to some of these new studies that I'm looking at, and. I think that something in some of these shots actually vaporizes your immune system. And so once your immune system is vaporized, then you have AIDS. I mean, that's kind of what AIDS is. It's acquired immune deficiency syndrome. It's an immune deficiency syndrome. And I think these shots cause, cause the same thing. It is weird that Fauci is governing over these. I mean, you have to see the real Anthony Fauci documentary because it goes into Fauci and um, AZT and the AIDS epidemic and the issues around AIDS, like, was it ever really confirmed? Were they saying it virus? They're very certain. He was saying the AZT was going to work. And then a lot of people said that the AZT was the one that killed them. Um, uh, so it's a great documentary. I highly recommend people again. It goes into the whole, they deliberately wanted to keep a reporting from public reporting of vaccine injuries out, they cut, they shut it down in 2017. It's off the charts. These are monsters. <laughs> so brazen. CD2, you see. Yeah, they want to keep liability. Well, I've gone into this liability protection. They're, they're criminally uh, exposed, which is telling, but the, a lot of the civil liability stuff can be done away with if they lied or there's fraud. A lot of those contracts that they signed with the government actually have clauses that say, you know, if there's any fraud, it's going to vitiate this contract. We're, we're, we're not going to commit fraud. Well, if you are committing fraud in these what's in these things and that they're actually going to work um, and they don't, then there's a real problem. There's a real problem with the with the efficacy of those contracts. They can be you can be taken down. You can have contracts taken away for all kinds of reasons. Duress, unconscionability. I mean, if these were signed under like some kind of pressure, you know, like they didn't have to think it through or, or deception, or fraud. So people just say, oh, that can't be sued. Well, yeah. yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't get too freaked out. AIDS-like chronic COVID is taking over Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. The boosted cannot clear COVID easily and keep getting reinfected. This article will explain exactly why endless COVID reinfections happen and the dangerous consequences they lead to based on recent scientific advances. What's happening? When Omicron appeared around December of last year, powers to be in most Western countries found themselves in a situation of mass vaccine failure where a COVID variant Omicron about infectious as infectious as measles 
was spreading like wildfire while at the same time evading vaccine immunity. So the clever solution was to abolish containment altogether, wish illness and death on the unvaccinated people, and hope that the vaccinated world gains herd immunity while enjoying relatively low mortality. And this is something that they posted too. I'll, I'll never forget this one. We are intent on not letting Omicron, this is from the White House, this is from your government. We are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing. We will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals. You may soon know. Yeah, there's all kinds of problems, uh, Play-Doh. There's all kinds of problems. There's problems with the Nuremberg Code. There's also problems with uh, consent. Like, you have to be fully informed. Um, which people aren't fully informed. So there's a lot of problems. These guys are in trouble. They really are in trouble. Let's see. Peter Halligan's doing great work. That's the guy who came up with the numbers of uh, 20 million dead, 2.2 billion injured, which is just off the charts. Returning to the scene of the crime, the phase three Pfizer clinical trials of late 2020 assertion, Pfizer failed to withdraw its MNRI gene therapy from consideration when it knew it had failed the sole pre-specified endpoint of the prevention of symptomatic disease in the vaccine recipient. Its clinical trial results demonstrated large increases in all cause adverse events that evidence symptomatic C19 disease. It's incredible. They never withdrew it. Assertion two, the FDA, CDC, and the health regulators and every other country that approved and rolled out MNRA vaccines failed to validate the sole endpoint of the clinical trials, and we are criminally negligent. Evidence, the pre-specified sole endpoint of the clinical trials was the prevention of symptomatic disease in the vaccine recipient. Pfizer did not provide and highlight clinical trial evidence and analysis that this prevention occurred or did not occur in the context of all cause adverse events that occurred from the aggregate of C-19 disease and or the injections. Clinical trial evidence of the prevention of symptomatic disease. The Canadian Critical Care Alliance, CCCA, compiled an analysis that indirectly showed the presence of the C-19 disease and not the SARS-CoV-2 virus. I contend that the onset of the disease is the cause of the adverse events and not the infection by the virus. Mm. Interruption of the transmission of the SARS-CoV-2 virus was not an endpoint of the clinical trials. Neither was prevention of ER visits, hospitalization, or death resulting from the C-19 disease. These endpoints were articulated and specifically excluded before the clinical trials commenced. It's just off the charts. It's just total fraud. These these contracts are are, are confetti. They just they're, these people like limiting their liability. They hope they can do that. I think a lawyer can take apart those contracts. I think the judges are pissed too. I mean, they just had a, they just had a um, judge rule. I think I have a clip of that. He said flat out, the judge made a statement of fact that the vaccines do not prevent infection. And he said that everybody has to get back pay and they don't have to take the shot. I mean, it's an incredible statement of fact that that judge made. I hope people appreciate that. And it really is incredible. Um, let's see. 
Halligan's done really good good work. And there's people researching a lot of stuff. You got to go back to event 201, pandemic exercise to illustrate preparedness efforts. That's very important. The 2019 Military World Games from 18th of October 2019 um, in Wuhan. I mean, there are one to 200 Congress critters and fam plus family members and staff taking ivermectin. So you have certain parts of the government saying ivermectin doesn't work. And then you have the government taking ivermectin. See, it's so evil. That's Pierre Corey. These are just totally, total monsters. Totally evil. That's uh, Pierre Corey. They just had an FLCCC educational conference. So they're kind of doing this end around for these corrupt, corrupt, captured um, administrative bodies. <laughs> Fun fact, between 1 to 200 United States Congress members, plus many of their staffers and family members with COVID, were treated by a colleague over the past 15 month, months with ivermectin and the eye mask protocol at, that's used at the FLCCC.net. None have gone to hospital. Just saying, wow. So, uh, Pfizer fraudulently misrepresented the endpoints in its clinical trials. So a lot of this stuff these contracts are based on are based upon fraudulent trials. They make this Distinction between what's in the contracts, which I haven't seen yet, I do want to read them, and what their trials were. So if they lied in those contracts, it's a real problem. This is Christy. They are literally admitting it on their slides. Criminal, evil, send them all to prison. This is a screenshot from the live meeting right now. Oh, my gosh. She just said after saying all that, there's no link to getting the product to any of these numbers. They're complicit, complicit negligent filth. <laughs> And then they say, oh, this is about their shots and pig pregnancy, pregnancy and whether there's any spontaneous abortions, which it shows there are, but they don't care. And the slide said, this is from the ACIP. This is part of the government. Results, receipt of third COVID-19, MNRI COVID-19 vaccine dose in pregnancy. They studied 112,000 and there's like two or three percent had spontaneous abortions. Wow. There were 14,000 spontaneous abortions, excuse me. <laughs> the charts. It's not even funny. Like, where is the regulators? Where's the government? Where's the Department of Justice? What's Merrick Garland doing? What are these people doing? What's Congress doing? It's incredible. This is Christy again. I know someone is going to post video of this somewhere. The doctors are discussing ways to get people who have not received the, quote, product, unquote, to get the product, including women. I couldn't make it up if I tried. They literally show the numbers and then they say, oh, but it didn't do that. Liars. And then this is the whole another issue that is. Uh, this is another. What happened to 4.3 billion doses in New Zealand, Australia, Canada, UK, EU and the US? Three times more doses purchased just in those six countries than used so far. A sample of the countries linked to what looks like suspiciously like a C-19 injection criminal racket. It does, sure does look like that to me. I know it's being investigated in the EU. I don't know if the U.S. is doing anything. The, the heads of these people are just such losers. They're just such a joke. They're just the biggest freaking losers ever. They're the monsters, man. We're run by monsters. 
this is uh, Jay Tucker is correct. They learned nothing, nothing. It now smells of pure corruption and opportunism and greed, seasoned with pure ineptness and incompetence at the Alphabet Health Agency, CDC, NIH, FDA. There's nobody at the wheel. You have two total idiots running the government. You have a diversity hire and a guy who should be in an old folks home. This is Biden. This is uh, Bloomberg. October 18th, Biden's plan for next pandemic eyes vaccine supply within 130 days. So White House at center of response to prevent agency infighting. Well, there's no response. It's a joke. Then there's the problems in Israel as well. People are reporting about that. I think Israel was the most faxed or most shot, one of the most shot up countries in the world. This is important, Philip Dick, great writer. Basic tool for the manipulation of reality is the manipulation of the words. If you can control the meaning of words, you can control the people who must use the words right. And it goes back, this whole situation can be distilled into the statement because this isn't a vaccine. It's actually by, it's, it's a gene therapy. They don't even tell you when it turns off, by the way. They say, oh, it's going to therapy, you're going to use it. But are your body just going to keep producing spike proteins? The spike proteins are toxic. They never said when it stops. You could just be pr- producing spike proteins for the rest of your life. It's off the charts. I mean, so you have the whole vaccine, safe and effective, just all the terms. It's all Orwellian, Philip K. Dick stuff, man. So evil. Just total monster. Savage writes, my sister's husband was found dead this morning. He had his booster two days ago. It's on now. Loretta writes, oh, no, I'm so very sorry. I lost my similar sister similarly. After her booster almost a year ago, I consider it murder. Prayers for your sister and your entire family. <clears throat> this is James Hill. Widespread failure to check if COVID jabs cause death. Events is bioweapon operation. Why aren't the CDC, FDA, NIH, medical centers, and county coroners scrambling to use simple tests to find out whether the injections are killing people? Great question. Great question. Forest rights. For those of you shocked at the CDC's action today, read COVID vaccines on the childhood immunization schedule. You should know that the other shots weren't necessary either. For example, hepatitis B is almost always sexually transmitted. CDC votes yes anyway, necessary for infants. Good point. Pertussis, whooping cough, vaccine doesn't prevent transmission of disease proven, proven in actual studies. CDC votes it yes anyway, necessary for school kids. Tetanus, disease is not contagious. Even an actual infection itself doesn't confer immunity. CDC votes yes anyway, necessary for school. Measles, mortality rates for measles were nearly zero. Unknown if vaccine prevents transmission. CDC CDC votes yes anyway, necessary for school. So they make it all necessary for school. Polio, oral oral vaccine, actually a direct source of disease transmission. (laughs) CDC votes yes anyway, necessary for school. Mumps, disease mortality nearly zero before vaccines. Unknown if vaccine prevents transmission. CDC votes yes anyway, necessary for school. Every single vaccine on the CDC childhood schedule was rubber stamped in the same way you saw today with the COVID shots. What you saw in full view today has been going on for decades. The COVID vaccine is no different. Might want to look into natural immunity. Wow. Remember the names of the 15 doctors who voted no conflicts yes to to put the COVID vax on the childhood schedule. A few years down the road, you'll forget them, but they'll be rich from big pharma jobs waiting on them. This is child sacrifice for cash. Here's how it works. One, Pfizer and Moderna currently have zero liability when their vaccines harm people. 
This is because the government declared a public health emergency and because the, both the mRNA vaccines got emergency youth authorization. So neither manufacturer is liable for harm, which is insane. But what happens when public health emergency is lifted? Pfizer and Moderna would be liable, liable for harm caused by their jabs. Unless the vax qualifies for the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, which is also an insane program, it shields vax manufacturers from liability. This is the joker. Just remember how easy it was to distribute experimental injections all over the world while for decades telling you how difficult it is to get millions of people food and clean water. But keep thinking you're in a, living in a civilized society. So Liz Wheeler continues, in order to qualify for the NVICP, which would shield Pfizer and Moderna from all liability when their mRNA vaccine warms people, their vaccine must be recommended either for kids or pregnant women by the CDC. So what we're seeing is corrupt, evil CDC bureaucrats who will cash out on big, to big pharma in two or three years and enjoy cushy thank you jobs for making it so Pfizer and Moderna are never accountable for any harm their vaccines cause ever. It is so evil, I'm shaking. Children are dying, suffering myocarditis that often doesn't go away. Fertility issues, autoimmune flare-up. Who knows the long-term impacts? The CDC vampires don't care about your kids. They are sacrificing your children on the altar of Big Pharma. This is ethical skeptic again. And here we have it with today's Wonder Data Drop, folks. Undeniable smoking gun proof. The CDC is now, post-system upgrade, unilaterally shifting. The UCOD does, yeah. Yeah, so they're hiding the stark cancer increase from you. Wow, it's so, so sick. It's so, it's so evil. This is all stats. You can go look at the ethical skeptic. I would recommend uh, check it out. Hey, Ancient Mystique, what's going on? Welcome. Welcome, everybody. I actually have 10. I have the next one I'm going to put in probably tomorrow. Bioweapon 10. It's just so much stuff going on. And these are the suicides that people who are very sick, they, they're not going to, the CDC is not going to, or your government is not going to um, you know, note these as something associated with this huge war on humanity, this bio, bio war, biosphere warfare. Nick writes, this makes four long COVID suicides in five days that are being reported. I said a year ago a tsunami was coming. It's visible off the coast now. How many more? And he writes to the CDC director, POTUS, COVID response, yeah. Then Don writes, my sister took her life last week due to the headaches and pain of being a long hauler. Our family is devastated. There's a monster right there. (laughs) When you look at Trump and Pence, just... Such doofuses, man. They got played. Fauci said he's willing to bet anything that people who recover from the new coronavirus virus are really protected from reinfection. That was March 2020. So he, he lied changes too. This is uh, somebody said, a reminder that when you casually tweet your opinion about long COVID, you're tweeting about the lives of 2.3 million people in the UK alone. Real flesh and blood people, people with dogs and debts and dreams. People have probably already heard a few opinions. They're just talking about how their lives are so um, so damaged. My 38-year-old brother had the Pfizer vaccine and died several months ago. Possible heart attack, just like Dr. Malotrich just said. 
Everything, everybody's taken the shot and died. It should be considered killed by the vaccine. That's a, that's, I think his dad was like the head of the heart, head of something over in the UK. This is what happened. Going through the timeline, this is 100% true story. I know it's a true story because the vaccine seems to only kill or cause insane side effects to conservative friends and family members. Crazy how Pfizer figured that one out, huh? And then another woman says, my 28-year-old friend was forced to get the Pfizer vaccine. Yesterday, she was rushed to the ER with an intracranial intracranial aneurysm rupture. She died at 3.17 a.m., leaving behind her husband and six-month-old baby boy. I mean, this whole this whole series, this whole nine part series, started from uh, an interview V that, well, not an interview, but a podcast that I listened to of Charlie Robinson, who like made predictions of the amount of deaths that was off the charts, like millions and millions and millions of people, like empty, empty cities and things like that. Like, it's not good. Vince writes SARS-CoV two COVID nineteen debate. Lab-created bioweapon spike protein, the trap. MNRA vax bioweapon to create spike protein inside the body. Fake COVID test used to scare people into taking the jabs over and over again. Hundreds of millions killed and injured ongoing. Wow, it's like they had a playbook. Incredible. This guy is doing a good job. Um, he's in the EU. He, like, I think it was the head of the EU, von Ursula, is married to a German doctor, Heiko von der Leyen, who was the head of Orca Genesis, which is owned by Pfizer. They came same company that Ursula signed a $71 billion euro contract track to buy an astronomical 4.6 billion doses, 10%. Wow. Off the charts of corruption and evil, man. Criminal insanity. The European Medicines Agency recommends approval of COVID for babies. Eighty eighty doctors in Canada die. Doctors are usually the healthiest of people, generally. Mike Yoder, to the CDC, your spectacularly cavalier disregard for the law and the rights of Americans is well known, but today's attack on children is unprecedented. I will protect every single American child. In fact, I think kids these days call it F around and find out and see in court. People are angry, man. There's some very, very angry people out there. I get, you know, people send me stuff, send me some texts and uh, emails. I'm not happy. I mean, we're being horrific. The U.S. is being horrifically mismanaged to the point where you have to think it's intentional. It's so bad. Can't be that stupid. Emma writes, uh, neonatal baby deaths have doubled in Scotland. They are non-COVID related. But the NHS refuses to record if the mother was vaccinated, not in the public interest, apparently. Babies who were alive for days were recorded as stillbirths to avoid a coroner's investigation wake up. If you don't acknowledge what happened, it's going to happen again. I promise you. These are monsters. These are vipers. You can't trust them. You can trust them to try to kill you. This is another loss. Sam Westmoreland. The tragic loss of one of our students diminishes all of our students and all of us at Mississippi State feel the death. I guess that's why you don't mandate market the shot to young men died suddenly, hashtag. 
Christy writes, my mom and stepdad who have cancer literally call me to check drug interactions because my initial path was pharmacy and their own providers are failing to respond to phone calls. Their appointments are out months, stages three and four cancer, respectively. My mom had a heart attack while walking to the, into the hospital with my stepdad for his radiation for his cancer. Wow. Is now on Repatha and also has cancer because her doctors improperly prescribed her medications, which had severe interactions, and those drugs damaged her heart. So they're not even talking about interactions. I bet there's no study about what happens when you take the kill shot with the um, flu shot. Because I'm reading about people who've taken those together and die. So they don't give a crap. They want to kill off as many people as possible. Jennifer writes, from a friend, my brother-in-law succumbed to the lie to keep his job. Today, his organs will be harvested from his brain-dead body after he suffered multiple strokes. Sorry for being blunt. I cannot sugarcoat this anymore. COVID-19 linked to excessive destruction of connections between nerve cells. COVID-19 infection caused microglia to excessively engulf synaptic structures and the upregulation of factors involved in phagocytosis. This is Ladopo. He says 84% increased risk. Not recommending the shot. Another one, a 13-year-old boy on my son's football team just got made him got the booster and flu shot at the same time, one in each arm. Within two days, he developed acute asthma and serious pneumonia. He started feeling really screwed up after jabs. He cannot play football or hockey now. Thanks, Dr. Tam. That's uh, Canada. 69-year-old with no heart issues gets first Pfizer vax. Four weeks later, she has a heart attack and gets six stents put in. That's Steve Kirsch. Her doctor has been practicing medicine for 30 years. He's never seen six stents in his career before the vaccines were rolled out. Now he's seen two cases of six stents. Before the vax, three was the max. Europe approved shots for TOTS. Despite a study on Pfizer shots for TOTS, Showing one in 99 require emergency hospital treatments, torture, and murder. Crazy. And this is how you can tell the difference between somebody who died from COVID and somebody who died from the vaccine. So the distinction is easily made by testing affected organs, such as the heart, brain, liver, or blood vessels, for the presence of a... COVID viral spike S protein present both in infection and after vaccination. And then B, COVID viral nucleocapsid or other viral proteins such as membrane or envelope present only in infection. So you have that viral spike happens in the infection and after the vaccination. If the spike but not nucleocapsid is present in a damaged vital organ, it indicates the COVID vaccine is likely to play a causal role in death assuming other basic pathologic criteria are also met. If both spike and nucleocapsid are present in the organ, indicates COVID infection, not the vaccine, is the more likely culprit. This means, if not most deaths attributed to COVID in vaccinated patients, could be partly, if not wholly, due to the jab, but almost no one is willing to look. Yet this is more circumstantial evidence. COVID is a bioweapon operation designed to get multiple shots in the arm of every human being, despite the injection's failure to substantially prevent viral transmission or infection. 
new, this is Steve Kirsch. New study shows that pretty much everyone is getting heart damage from the COVID vaccines. They aren't just letting you know that. In Canada, the medical community is very smart about this. They don't let doctors measure troponin levels before you are vaccinated, so nobody is the wiser. Review of spikes of neonatal mortality ordered by Scotland. Newborn baby, babies are dying at an unexpected higher rate. Excess mortality and it is very concerning, says Dr. John Campbell. But then they went and looked at the desk, but they didn't ask about vaccine status or something. Like it could have told them anything. And this is a list of a lot of people who have died or are sick. Daniel Barenboim, he was older, serious neurological problems. Ringo Starr cancels concert. Chris Martin, serious lung infection. Cold plays out. Alan Jackson's out. Um... Lindsey Buckingham, who's also he was also kind of sick. I think he had a heart attack. But yeah, a lot of these people are down. Eric writes, and this is important. This is a, I think he's the AG of Missouri, but he says breaking the court has granted our request to depose Anthony Fauci, former White House press secretary Jennifer Saki, FBI supervisory special agent Elvis Chan, and other Biden administration officials relating to collusion with social media to suppress free speech. Yeah. And his work calendar has been released. This is a master criminal and a monster. Um, he should be investigated. Everything, his finances, everything he's written, all of his emails, everything. This is uh, Kelly's writing. If you meant to be funny, you failed misery. Tim Poole writes, even if it were true that vaccines are, were killing people, they aren't. Yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, it would be a good thing because there's too many people already. Well, well she let us know how you're thinking. Uh, this is a report in VAERS. Mommy, make it stop. 11-year-old female, five minutes post-first dose. Said she couldn't hear. Said she couldn't feel her ears. Lost consciousness. Came to after two to five minutes. Had a seizure for five minutes. Screamed for mom to make it stop. I mean, if you can't protect your kid, the kids. I mean, they're going after the kids. These are like God's property. So I don't know how these people can escape damnation. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they can escape damnation. Hell is empty. All the devils are here. Louie writes, it took 60 appointments and 1.5 years to get an IVG for my vaccine injury, calling it a failure two weeks post-infusion. It feels like my brain is the size of a watermelon smashed into a skull the size of a cantaloupe. Twitching and neuropain is up. Lung issues persist. Disheartening AF. Tess Laurier, I'm stunned by today's APBG. Only four politicians attended. The lack of interest and compassion by government for those injured and bereaved and lack of foresight for the tsunami coming is breathtaking. Still digesting. We'll write more on this tomorrow. And then Berm replies, I was there representing my sister, a care home worker who suffered a stroke age only 33 after being bullied into having the jab to keep her job in a care home. We are very grateful for the efforts of everyone who's trying to help and support the vaccine injured. However, I do, of course, agree that the lack of MPs in attendance was very disappointing and demoralizing. The vaccine injured have hit rock bottom and have been insulted, ignored, and gaslighted for nearly two years now. It's reprehensible and deeply unsettling. This is Cassandra's writing. T-cell large granular lymphocytic leukemia is extremely rare. It has links to autoimmune disease. CD8 cells are key in the immune response to viruses. Only 1,000 cases per year. Low red blood cells, low neutrophils, high lymphocytes, 
look for it in the wake of the vaccine. This is a meme of somebody at the CDC looking over a bunch of floating dead bodies in a pool. Pfizer will increase its price of its injections sixfold, even as they are increasingly proven harmful and ineffective against old, new, and future variants. It's Peter Halligan. This is the emergency in Western Australia, still ongoing. So this declaration has effect from 21st of October, 2022, until the 4th of November. So they're still doing that. This is Ralph Barrick. This is a guy who traced back to the original virus. He's talking about it. I think he just received, I don't know, so I can't remember. Gurgle, gurgle. India disposes of 100 million doses of expired AstraZeneca C19 doses. I'll bet they had to incinerate those. Spain's liberated. Spain drops all C19 measures. Smart. 96 doctors in Quebec call for an end to vaccinating children for COVID. It was the right thing to do. Bravo to them for doing this right, Steve Kirsch. All my other episodes can be found at Rockfin. Just look up William Ramsey Investigates on Rockfin. You can see all the videos too. So they're all videos. and I mean, the audio is out there as well. Renowned doctor finds connection between excess mortality and vaccine. Nobody dares to publish his research. Dr. Spiro Pantazados, a co-authored a study on mRNA-induced fatality rates. Data that he says has been suppressed by most major publications and journals. Not surprised. I mean, it's just, it's just a fat mess. So. Harvey Risch, only if a government's action stops spread, that is the only grounds for a vaccine mandate. The government has no compelling legal grounds for a COVID-19 vax mandates. He's an epidemiologist at Yale. This is uh, another witch, monster, child killer, Rochelle Walensky. She just got her vax or shot. Up to date, vaccinated CDC director Rochelle Walensky infected with COVID. Dr. Walensky received her updated bivalent booster on September 22nd, and so then she got sick. I think on October 19th, almost a month. It's interesting because that study that I mentioned earlier about the two guys who studied the... Um, deaths or uh, the injuries or, or sicknesses, illnesses on these two islands, it came about a month after the shot. So it's interesting that she got sick one month after. In Cleveland beyond and beyond, researchers begin to unravel the mystery of long COVID-19. McComsey, who spent the last two decades studying HIV, said that the data they have found so far paints a picture that is eerily familiar. It is like deja vu. Aaron Wright, CDC quietly disclosed today that four months after third COVID V dose during wave of recent Omicron variant, protection against hospitalization declined to 29%. Percent at six months. So first transmission, now hospitalizations, next up deaths. And then they were used, I mean, this real Anthony Fauci, I'll put a link to it, you should watch it. But they were using burner phones like criminals. It's essential that we speak. Keep your cell phone on. Read this paper. You have tests today that must be done. Fauci. Fauci was intensely worried that the Chinese experiments would bear his fingerprints. And then there's an interesting book, Spike. That's where they talk about the the burner phones by Jeremy Farrar, the virus versus the people. This is a French doctor who's in there. Um, Hank Aaron may have died from his shot. 
Um, Instagram bans Robert F. Kennedy forever COVID vaccine vaccine posts. This is Jessica Rose. I'm reading a lot of her stuff as well, another doctor. Steve Kirsch writes again, Stanford tells doctors to give false information in order to overcome vaccine hesitancy. So they're trying to overcome the hesitancy for something that injures you and kills you. This is Ryan Cole talking on American Thought Leaders with Jan Jelikinek. Jan Jekulek. We're seeing an uptick in Lyme disease. We're seeing an uptick in the unusual viruses. Pathologist Dr. Ryan Cole explains the harms caused by the spike protein, including the reactivation of older other viruses because of immune suppression. This is a guy who's saying there's 15 billion nanoparticles of graphene oxide in every single vaccine. And that's the whole thing is, are they hitting you with, with nanoparticles? That's the whole thing about the bioweapon. Why is there nanoparticles in there? There's a whole nano issue with this whole shot. Um, very mysterious. Japan bombshell, COVID-19 vaccines, four times myocarditis risk. Then background population. Extremely high myocarditis death odds. Chris Thread, 19 vaccines are not safe. They're not effective. They were never necessary. The disease had a 0.1% IFR. They create a massive profit for pharma with no liability. Why are we still pretending that the people who pushed them on everyone did something good? They didn't. We imagine these people inhabit some sort of neutral ground morally where they at least were trying to do good and the vaccines are maybe safe or maybe effective and were necessary at the time. None of that is true. There was no moral justification for pushing the vaccines. There never was. There was no COVID emergency at any point. That was a response to a fear-driven narrative, driven by the people who created the virus, created the pandemic, created the vaccines. Fear was created intentionally. It was part of their messaging strategy. The fear-inducing messaging was part of their attempt to create compliance with the life-saving strategies that cannot be shown to have saved lives, except through mathematical modeling and studies funded by the people who created the virus pandemic vaccines and fear. The vaccine could not prevent transmission, which meant it could not provide benefit to anyone who didn't take the vaccine, nor any protection from the unvaccinated to people who took it. There's no evidence capable of disputing this anywhere. The quote vaccine unquote was never necessary. It was never effective. The potential effectiveness is premised on a still unproven antibody response. Infection, transmission, serious illnesses, and death occur in the vaccinated at a higher rates than the vaccinated. Any purported proof that vaccines have saved any lives relies upon mathematical models and suppositions that defy reality-based evidence. Naturally, these are also funded by the people who created the virus, pandemic, vaccine, and fear. We are asked to believe that the vaccines prevented death as a result from Omicron, a variant that simply is not deadly to virtually anyone who wasn't already killed as the result of the medical community's horrific malpractice during 2020 and 2021. A hospital protocol of remdesivir, then a ventilator, almost certain death, and they knew it. At best, vaccines have not protected anyone. The Nuremberg Code violators claim to believe otherwise, but there's no honest, informed person who could possibly believe this. 
Not only do they not protect anyone, they have horrific consequences and no honest informed person can believe otherwise. If you believe otherwise, you are dishonest or wholly uninformed. Even if the vaccine was safe in 99.9% of people, which it surely is not, it's no, no safer than actually getting the disease that the vaccine does not even prevent. The vaccine destroys immune systems and attacks various organs. It's incalculably worse than becoming infected with COVID. The science deniers among us knew all of this from the beginning. Why? Did we just believe the conspiracy theories that turned out right again? No, we actually researched the potentially life or death decision and reached the most rational possible conclusion. A brand new technology that was virtually untested cannot be safe. There was no need for the vaccine that also hadn't proven to be effective. It wasn't a difficult process, but the very serious intellectuals, the celebrity simpletons, the talking heads on TV got paid to tell people to, quote, trust the science, unquote. People believed it was too complicated for them, so they should just trust the guy who did this with AIDS. And that's the end. All right, that's 90 Minutes. You can I'll put a link to all my shows on Rockfin. You can go see it there. You can also check out all my stuff all my other interviews on um, William Ramsey investigates podcast, iTunes, Spotify. My books are at my website, William Ramsey investigates.com. Does anybody have any questions or anything? I mean, I, I should be able to put up the, the um, number 10 tomorrow. Like I've got tons of more, tons more information. So thank you for listening. Take care.